Bet the House podcast drops on all platforms every Wednesday, discussing topics of relationships, sports, movies, music, culture, and everyday life. No PC, no filter, just the real from the real. With your hosts, Big Smash, Miss Shantae, John Day Delafay, and Dale P. It's time for Bet the House. So they are exhausting. You might hear my dog in the background. That's my 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 firstborn child, as I put it. So so yeah, I mean the doors opening are beautiful, but it is very exhausting. Um, but I get what you're saying with staying off the radar. That's how I felt like being my separation. I'm like, leave me alone, don't look in my direction, let me just coax right here um until I was ready. So and you know, um opening up this is a this is a new thing for me so I'm I'm definitely taking it in stride um mm-hmm. I had a lot of crazy things happen and I'd be sitting here a lot of times and I'd be like damn am I really that bad of a person and then you know you start beating yourself up and you start yeah. wondering you know what you're doing wrong but you can't do that because you gotta you gotta realize that not everything happens because of you. I mean, very true. You know, not everything happens because of you. You know, and if you if you start beating yourself up about the little things, then all this other stuff will, will occur, and then you'll feel like everything and everybody is just out to get you. So you can't always think like that. But um, yeah. welcome to Bed the House. This is a uh, a little different for me. I'm usually uh, like, I really didn't want to record today, but I was like, you know what? That might be the only thing that gets me going. So today, tonight, we got one half of the So Problematic podcast. Yes, you do. Go ahead on, state your name, introduce yourself, tell us about your platform. Okay, so I'm Jaleesa. Y'all can call me Jay because this is a long situation going on and y'all gonna say it wrong anyways. (laughs) Y'all gonna say it wrong anyways. And I'm part of So Problematic. Well, I'm the So Pro. So the Lomatic is not here. But anyways. Gotcha. And we're a podcast with two Black women talking about everything. And um, so I'm gonna tell you something real quick. I'm actually just getting off work. And I was like, yo, I was feeling like you. I was like, you know, should I, should I just tell him like, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. <laughs> I just like not. say, nah, man, I ain't got time. I'm exhausted. But no, no. You know, sometimes you don't got to push through. And one thing I've learned this past year is um, you got to fight through the fear, fight through the procrastination. You got to fight through the exhaustion to definitely get results you got to keep on pushing no matter what you're always going to feel some way 
Like either you're going to always feel sad, always feel sad, always feel mad, be depressed. You have to fight through that or else you'll never get anywhere. That's one thing I've definitely learned was fighting through the emotions of life. And because, you know, my favorite thing is this too shall pass. So tomorrow's going to come for me. So I got to fight through it. Plus, I love the topic you had. So I was like, yo, I know all about Um, that. Oh, man. Um, I normally I normally hit hit a few little topics and then I go ahead on to jump into the big topic. But tonight I ain't got no 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 uh little topic. topics. Ain't got so topics. The topic, the main topic, the only topic, uh is struggle <laughs> love. And the reason I said struggle love, uh when I when I brought you this topic, you asked what was my definition of struggle love. Well, there are, yeah, there are several levels of struggle love, and mm-hmm. I think the most common one that a lot of people um, are in is that when you love someone, and from from the time you guys have nothing to the mm-hmm. time that you have everything, you know what I'm saying? Like you was mm-hmm. there. You was there shooting in the gym, doing everything. Yeah, you was you was there when when y'all was sitting back eating Roman noodles for dinner, and now it's it's lobsters and steaks and and you know yeah. So yeah, yeah I think that's that's the most common one, but it's also other um other levels to it, and um one of them is mm-hmm. um yes. thank you. One of them is when you mm-hmm. are struggling to make it work. Like you love mm. this person, you love this person so much, but you know that love is the only thing really keeping it together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all yeah, I know that. Y'all don't have that. You know, people be like, oh, we're going to do it for the kids and we're going to do this and do that. That is also a part of struggle love because you're not doing it for. For because you want it to work, you're doing it because you don't want to be alone. You know, that's that's another form of struggle. love. But also struggle love is can also be when you are giving your effort, you are giving everything that you got. And that other person is is given everything that they have. And y'all have seen the ups, y'all have seen the downs, y'all have seen the ins, y'all have seen the outs, the breakup, the makeups, all of that. And that's what I what I am experiencing because I feel like struggle love is different. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen all three phases. You know what I'm saying? So high. I, I have so been crazy. In, yeah, I have been in situations where I ain't have shit. And she and she ain't have shit. But we figured out a way to make it work. You know what I'm saying? We figured out a way to make it work. You know. Gotcha. And and you know, I've dealt with people who didn't have shit. And it wasn't about you having anything. And I guess that was my younger, my younger years. You know, I, I slept on air mattresses and shit. I've slept and dealt with women and shit we didn't have a bed (laughs) so but it was it was us that kept that together you know i'm saying sometimes Mm -hmm. it ain't about Mm -hmm. what you have it's about how you maintain it you know what i'm saying oh i ain't maintain i mean 
struggle love is different. It's a, it's a different kind of feeling. And I know a lot of people out here that are in struggle love type situations, like all three of them that have been or, or have seen it all. So yeah. what is, what is your definition of struggle love? To be a hundred percent honest, I would say like all three. And I was going to say that I was going to bring it up and say literally all three, because I've been through all three with one person. You know, I hear a lot of times men always say a woman doesn't want a man that's um, not already made and a man that she has to help build. And to me, that's hurtful because that's what I've been through. And I think that's why with my divorce, it was like a slap in the face to me where I was like, well, damn, like. Was home home girl with you when you had the, you were on the futon? And I was taking you to work back and forth for two years because you were in a, um, what's that hoopty that kept breaking down? Like, that's what killed me. Like, I was taking homie to work for two years, you know, sleeping on the futon, not even a bed, you know, futon where it's like the couch plus the food. Yeah. I've been on plenty of those. Yes. (laughs) You know, coming up in the house, eating, what was it? Um... Oh gosh, it's like noodles and it was spaghetti and noodles. Not, not right. with the meat. Not right. with the meat. Just the sauce and the noodles. Or baked okay. ziti. The baked ziti is just noodles and sauce with a little cheese on top. Okay. Taking that to work five days a week, you know, making little sandwiches. Mm-mm. Or, you know, people didn't even know, like, we went to the beach all the time because it's all we could afford was the toll for the beach, packing our own food. And hitting the beach up. Facts. And Making then, something out of nothing. Facts. Yeah. You know, and in a neighborhood, you know, I was I was raised in a good neighborhood where there was nobody outside chilling. But, you know, where he was located at the time, it wasn't the most kosher neighborhood. Mm. And for me, it was like, I look past that because my dad always told me, never marry the man who got everything and give you a dollar. Marry the man who got a dollar and will give you the whole thing. Meaning you Facts. marry the man who got who will give you everything he got, not somebody who has it on and give you a portion. And I feel like that's what I did. But so that was financial. But then towards the end of our marriage, the struggle of was like us holding on, me holding on, thinking that everything I would do would work. When in reality, deep down inside, I knew it wasn't working no more. And I mean, let's, let's stick to financial, you know, I thugged it out. You know what I'm saying? He had a record. He had a rap sheet. So that really limited our access to getting a place that limited our access to doing a lot of things. So I put my name on it or I have my maiden name still, which is Grant with that last name at the end for a reason so that I could put my maiden name so they wouldn't know I'm tied to that person so I can get us in a good location with the HOA. You know, things like that, like taking the you know, just putting yourself out there saying, I know you got this going on. I know you got all that on your background, but I see you and I love you and I see the change in you. So I'm willing to struggle with you. Meaning when I met the person, um, he was taking out payday loans every single month. And I was like, nah, nah, here's 500. No more payday loans. But stop that because you're giving them back and getting $50 on top of that. You're wasting your money. So it was like, listen, I'm going to empty out my savings account take one for the team because I believe in the dream, you know? So I know a lot of women don't do that. I'm not ignorant to that. I see that, 
But I feel like those women, you don't know their past either. You don't know if they've been through struggle love financially. And now they're just like, nah, man, I'm not doing that no more. You know what I mean? And men too, men too. Yeah, men do it a lot. Definitely. I think they do a lot more than women do, to be honest with you. I think women do have a cultured mind to be taken care of. So a lot of times men do put themselves out there to be the breadwinner, the provider, and put their finances on the line for women a lot of times. And they'll even go in debt for women that they do truly, genuinely love. So I think it goes both ways, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm, I can sort of, sort of relate. Um, I felt like, I felt like a lot of times we, we don't step up and do, um, what we're supposed to do. And that causes, um, for example, if, if a person is moving at a pace that you're not moving to, it will definitely cause a little bit of a struggle in the love because, you want to move you want to move at the pace and you want the whole team to move at the pace like uh i was in a relationship before i got married and um we had two kids together we were living together um and it was like we had seen the ups and downs we had uh, we had got evicted. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I ain't gonna say we got evicted. Um, <laughs> we were subleasing from someone. Gotcha. And we were paying him the rent. We were paying him the rent, but he wasn't paying the rent. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, with him not paying the rent, it it forced us to leave our crib and everything that we were trying to build and all the money we had saved up to move back out of state because we 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 didn't have enough money to maintain we would they say he was two months behind so mm. that was like shit two thousand and some dollars and then next month's rent was coming up so it was like shit we were about to be like three three racks in the hole we wow. just it, it, it was just stupid to maintain that so we ended yeah. up packing up everything and moving back to chicago and we had to live in separate places. Like we were still trying to be together, work on being together, but we had to mm-hmm. live in separate places. And that was tough on itself. And then um, we ended up, I ended up putting all my money together and coming back to where we had left from. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come I ended up moving back to Chicago. I mean, moving back from Chicago back to Minnesota, where we had left from. So I ended up getting my old job back, and I was just going to do, I worked overnights. So my overnights were cool. I just had to find something to do during the daytime. So I, I was in a homeless shelter. I did go to a homeless shelter because all of my money that I was making was going back to her and the kids or being put up to save up to get our own place. Now with me not having rent a rental history, um, because I had lived, my brother owned several buildings. So I had lived under his thumb all my life, damn near. So um 
I was ending up sending keep sending money that I was making back for her so my kids were straight and at the same time putting money up to the side so there were days that I wasn't eating mm. there were days that I wasn't sleeping there were days that um it was rough the roughest mm. couple of months of my life but I made it through because the sacrifice was bigger than the struggle. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I would still yeah. find ways to go to the library and record podcasting because that was my passion. That's what I felt I was good at. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I also took care home. So struggling and trying to have love at the same time, I ended up getting my own place. We ended up, we ended up, I ended up sending back for her and my kids and it was, it was cool. The first year that we were back, it was yeah. it was great. And then it was like the bills started piling up. We had another kid on the way. Uh, this was the second kid. So, you know, when I sent back for her, she was out, she was, we found out she was pregnant. So mm. I really had to get on my grind. And that took a toll on me because I felt like, damn, okay, it's just me. I'm out here working all these hours. It's just me. I'm tired. Things are getting broken around the house. We already ain't got shit as it is. And the little shit that yeah. we do have is getting broke. So it's like, yo, what are we going to do? So it got to the point where I don't want to do this shit no more. Like, I'm not going to kick you out, but you're not, you're not progressing as fast as me. Like I'm on the road to progressing and I want us to progress together. But if you don't want to, then there's nothing I can do about it. So it's like we I'm going this way. You're going this way. Uh, it's not going to work. So now I have to ask, like, what do you mean she wasn't progressing? Um, For example, now mm-hmm. I felt like mm-hmm. we if we had a two income house, things would be a lot better. Okay. And she didn't want to work at that time. You know what I'm saying? She didn't want to work. She had already had the baby. The baby, my son, like I said, the first year was was uh a transition. So I get it. You know what I'm saying? First year was a transition. I give you that. But now it's like, okay, I'm pouring out money faster than what I can bring in. Gotcha. Because shit kids and bills and all that shit that shit takes a toll on your body so i would always tell her like yo you can come work with me i work for the state make pretty good money but i'm like if if we got two people in the house working for the state do you know that opens up the doors a little bit more for what we're trying to do and she didn't want to do it her thing was she didn't want to do it so I started to get frustrated more and more. Like I said, things are starting to get broke. You know okay. what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, I got to spend more money on things than I already had. And it gets, it got frustrating. So I ended up telling her like, yo, I'm not going to kick you out or nothing like that. We just can't mm-hmm. be together. We, we cannot be together. So, and I get it. It had ran its course. We, we had been with each other for four years. And we hadn't seen just about anything and everything under the sun. So it, it had got frustrating. So after so that, with her. yeah. So 
after that, I ended up meeting uh I ended up meeting Shantae and that really made me feel like, yeah, I made the right decision. I, I got out of out of the struggle of love situation. Me, me and my kid's mother, we were we were still cool. She was still living here. I was still paying the rent. I was still paying the bills, but I wasn't here. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't see how that was a struggle for her because she I left. So now she's really dealing with she had three other children. So she's really dealing with five other children because now I have I am at work working 60 some hours a week now because I still have to maintain my new life and still try to make sure my old life is situated. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I was still paying the bills and rent over here, trying to make sure everything, make sure she was straight um, because I had seen everything that this woman had been through. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't trying to be the next person to kick her down, even though we wasn't mm-hmm. together. And that I, I I didn't realize how much of a struggle it was on her, but I knew that it was a struggle because this dude that she loved just realized that he doesn't love her the same way. So that in itself is a, a, a form of struggle love because you felt like you did everything you could and that person still didn't love you back the way that you did like i loved her yeah Yeah. i still love her i got all the love in the world for but my life was moving in a totally different different space it wasn't yeah i wasn't her in the situation okay i'm the her because that's that's what my ex-husband told me. He felt like, and I think I never told this, I never said this before. Oh wow! So here we are on bet the on bet the house. Go ahead, talk about. Let go. <laughs> he said, like, "Talk about it. express yourself." So, Thanks. um, I remember one thing he said in therapy, and that was that um, when we had my, he said, "I thought having our daughter would make it better." And this whole time, I never thought that we had a problem like that. That would make him say that. Like this whole time, I'm like, what are you talking about? I thought we were good. Like, I thought we were happy and having a baby. And he was like, I thought having our daughter would make it better. And that threw me off. Like, what? You know, I'm prancing around pregnant and being a newborn mother, thinking that our marriage was all right. Not realizing that um, he said what you said. And it was a lot of. Well, I gave you, well, I had a C-section and it was like, well, I gave you a year and after the year you weren't getting it together. And yeah, what is so crazy is it wore on him, which made him start drinking even more. Mm-hmm. But what also happened is I started getting distant because that's when I realized that I had postpartum depression. Wow. So for me, it's like, I felt like, and even I wrote a journal that says this, and the journal said, I feel like I'm grabbing, I'm grabbing at the mountain and I'm just sliding down. Like I'm not getting anywhere. And um, it was really bad because I wanted to work more. I was working. I wanted to work more hours, but I was so scared that the more I was away from my daughter, she could possibly be dead or hurt 
because my mind was always going to something happening to my child that so me being away was hard and then going to therapy she was like yeah you do got postpartum you do got some issues you do got a lot going on that you have to go to a psychiatrist for you know and not just a psychologist or a therapist they need me to see actual doctor for it and I would explain this to him like you know I feel like I'm not feeling like myself anymore like I feel like there's something wrong there's something really wrong here but he was so burnt out with always working and he couldn't see that so it turned into resentment resentment of oh you just don't want to get up and work oh you just don't want to do this and you know part of when we did separate and divorce, he said, like, you have no drive. I mean, the last words he said, and I know people are gonna be like, oh my gosh, was you're gonna be living on your family members' couches, going house to house with and doing the same thing because you have no ambition and you have no struggle. And those words have never left my mind. Those words have never left my mind. Because I'm here telling this man, I have postpartum, I'm struggling, I don't know what I'm doing, I feel like I'm depressed, I feel like I'm crying, I feel like my baby's gonna die, I feel like I can't leave her alone, I don't wanna go to work all day because, and then he even agreed, don't work all day, do, po- do part time. So I was like, oh, yay, but he said that out of just wanting to shut me up. So internally, I never realized that he didn't feel that way, but I was so fixated on trying to be a good mom and trying to get my sh- together that I wasn't really seeing his struggle with, like you said, holding down the house, paying all the bills and trying to do the most that I can see how he feels that way. But I still don't ever think that he sees like how hard it is being a mom, thinking that you have your shit together and you really don't. I mean, and I can see how he could have felt that way because my income at the time was very minuscule. I was making like less than 15 grand a year. You know what I mean? So it was like, How could we really move forward with that? But I wasn't doing the work to better my postpartum depression, but he wasn't doing the work, but he just started drinking and things just got worse for both of us, you know? So that struggle got deeper to the point where it was like, well, I don't love you no more. And it's like, what? So I understand her hurt. She must've went into fix it mode like I did. I tried to brush off my depression and everything. Well, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say she didn't contribute. I mean, during tax time, um, mm-hmm. she definitely uh, she definitely looked out, you know, things of that nature. But that was that was three months out of 12. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? so it was still a nine month gap that I had to maintain. Now, um, yes, when she when she had the babies and it was. It was rough. I get it. I, I I I held it down because again, my love for her was deeper than the sacrifice. But then it was like, I'ma tell you, when I met when I met my when I met my wife, um when I met my wife, uh, and she had her she had her own things, she had all her things together. Like she had her own place, she had a car, she had her own money, she was doing her own thing. This was like, okay, this is like a breath of fresh air. You know what I'm saying? Because I went from one situation where I had to do everything to a situation now where I really don't have to do as much or anything, if that. 
so yeah it was uh it was a different it was a different vibe it was different like uh mm -hmm. and the more i got put into that world i got comfortable in that world and i was cool in that world you know because gotcha. for the last you know i've had my oldest son is 14 so mm -hmm. you know from that i knew like yeah this this is what this is what i wanted to do in life like i wanted something different and i finally was getting it and the more that I got put in that world, the less I was in my older world. I wasn't coming here as much, whether I was working all these hours or not. I mean, I would come in, I would see my kids and then it was like, I'd be gone. You know, I'd be gone two, three days at a time because I was so enamored into my new life. So with me being enamored into the new life, mm -hmm. I was slowly phasing out my past life and she ended up working she ended up finding a job she ended up um putting more more into the drive of not relying so much on me because again once i was in this newer world it was all right i gotta get my shit together he is slowly fading out and she did she did she ended up getting a job and making it work and i saw the effort and i appreciated the effort and i was grateful for the effort and then uh things just took a slow turn for the worse and it ended i ended up she ended up not working and we were back at that cycle again and then it was like okay some has to give I have a question. Were y'all still dating this time or did y'all call it off? Or no, no we, we called it off, but she was still living in the house. Because okay, so y'all weren't a couple. No, we wasn't a couple. Okay. But I wasn't going to put her and them kids out. I was I was at least trying to give her a chance to pick up mm -hmm. the flat. That's good. Um, she did. But then about two months ago it got to the point of hey you got a month to get it together so we can yeah. uh, because i i can't keep i can't keep front everything that we're doing i can't keep doing it so i'm gonna give you a month to get to get things situated so you know so needless to say that once she got all her taxes, her tax money and everything, all that hit at once. The stimulus, the tax checks, everything, sure. all that hit at once. And then she hit, she hit me with the, I'm going to leave. I'm going to do my own thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do my own thing. I said, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, yeah, I'm taking the kids and we're leaving. I said, <laughs> no. I said, we're not doing that now. Like, I get it. I get it. You want to be your own person, do your own thing. But now you are yeah. traveling, you are traveling to the world of the unknown. You know, you don't the state. Yeah, yeah. You are traveling to the world of the unknown. Uh at the time I I I pretty much figured out she was going to go live with her mom. And okay. the thing about it is her mom and them didn't give a fuck. 
They just saw money. They just saw the money. They knew she had money. It's tax time. They figured out yeah, yeah. she had money. So I told her, I said, I said, well, here's what's going to happen. If you're going to leave and mm-hmm. it does not work out, you cannot come back this way. Because I even gave an op- an option. I was like, okay, look, this is what you can do. You have this place that's yours. You got free reign in this place. Why would you leave this place to go lay on your mom and them couch? And then when the money run out, your mom and them ready to kick you out. I said, this is what we'll do. You can pay me. I'll go pay this rent up a few months. I'll put you on the lease. That way, when the lease is up, you will have some type of rental history on your own. And you don't have to worry about a high-ass deposit or somebody co-signing for you. You will have rental Mm -hmm. history of your own because at the time, me or her, neither one of us had rental history. I had to pay a double, I had to pay a double fucking deposit in order to get my place. Yeah, because they got to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to pay that shit. And but it, it was worth it because I had I, I was thinking about the family. I was thinking about yeah. her and my kids. I was thinking about growth. I was thinking about maintaining. So that is what we did. So she didn't want to do that. Yeah. She didn't want to do that. So I ended up watching her and my kids drive off. And that was the rough patch in my life. But I felt her reasoning. After, a couple weeks later, we, we didn't talk for a while. We didn't talk for a while. Okay. Two weeks later, she she sent me a text message. She told me she said that she had to get out on her on her own. She couldn't live under me. I understand that hundred percent though. You you can't you can't date how she couldn't date how she wanted to because you definitely wasn't bringing some dude in a house that I pay for around my kids. No, that 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 I wasn't gonna go for. See so, see. Yeah, I so I get it. I got her reasoning. She wanted to do her own thing. I get it. But I kind of just felt like, damn, I should have really fought to get her to stay. Not even on some relationship shit, because at this point I was married. I'm I was happily married at this point. Yeah. So it was like I should have fought a little harder. And then it was like, okay, cool. And then I got married and that threw a wedge in it because you, you know, moved she, on legally. Even. So it was it was rough for her to be in this house knowing mm-hmm. that I'm never coming through the door again on some let's be together type shit. It'll never happen. So I I got I got her reasoning behind it. I just didn't like the way she went about doing it. So you it was, know what? That's how a lot of y'all may be thinking. I'm going to throw y'all out a little bit. Oh, yeah. Y'all don't really like the way, because I'm going to be honest. Like, I can, I see her reason, because that's what I did at our condo. I moved out. Done. Packed up my stuff. Me and my daddy helped me. And my friend, Tanya, she helped me. And I packed it all up to move back in with my father. And it's because you don't feel like you can grow there. You have memories there. You have just everything there. When I walked through my front door, I remembered walking through the front door newly married. So being there just brought back, you know, wet, like wedding and marriage memories. 
So I understand like she had to be out. And I was like, it was hard for me to bring some man in there or a new boyfriend because it's like, this is where me and my ex-husband was. This is where we've been. This is where we sat. You know what I mean? You need a fresh start. But also with you being married, you moved forward and she needs to be on her own. And I know people say, oh, but the kids. As a woman, yeah. if we're if our mind is not right as the mother, our kids are not going to be right, to be honest with you. So Absolutely. unless she's okay and she feels like she can do, she's doing it on her own, she's not going to be good for the kids. That's what I told myself my daughter. I need to do it for myself so that I'm good for her. Yeah. But I salute you though for paying that rent and giving her that option because yeah. men yeah. do it. And and you know, you know, the trip that thing about it was I was so hurt by that that my wife was actually thinking like, you really, you really miss her. And I had to tell her like, no, it's not about missing her. It's like, when I walk through that door and my kids run for me, that's like the greatest fucking feeling in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, it has nothing. So now I'm walking into this house because I still have this place. You know what I'm saying? So I'm walking into this house. I'm walking into an empty house. Like I literally, it was, it was a different feeling for me. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times, again, yeah. when you, when you don't have things the way that you are used to having them, yeah, you kind of miss, you kind of miss having them. No, I don't miss her at all in that aspect. Like I don't, I think and I've said this before, and I usually tell all my exes, like, if I'm, when I'm really, really done, when the hurt is over with, when I stop caring about it, when I think about it and I don't hurt about it anymore, I no longer care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can complain to a person, like, for instance, you can be in a relationship, you can complain about everything that this person doesn't do, everything this person doesn't say, everything y'all don't have, everything y'all don't do. And after a while, they'll make changes. They'll make changes because they want it to work. And then after a while, you'll stop complaining about it because it doesn't seem like it's working. That's how my life was at one point. I stopped complaining about things. Okay, the house isn't clean. Okay, the kids are breaking everything. Okay, nobody's taking care of my stuff. It comes to a point where you will walk in and you'll be like, yo, I don't want to do this. I'm done complaining about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm done talking about it because nothing never happens. It's kind of like the things that's going on in the world right now. You want to stop mm-hmm. complaining about these things because you realize there'll never be any change behind it. So it's like, all you can do is worry about you. You yeah. know, all you can do is focus on you. You know, and yeah. that's what it became for me. I just wanted to focus on me. Yes, I love you. I love you enough to go through everything that we went through. But now it gets to the point where I don't want to struggle anymore. And it ain't even, like you like you mentioned financially. It ain't even financially anymore. Now it's a mental emotional thing. Yeah. You know, we didn't, we didn't we didn't we didn't touch on mental and emotion. Like the financial aspect, we struggled. I'm gonna tell you, there were days <laughs> and I can look back and laugh. Now there were days again, there were days that I went without eating. There were days, hey, if my kids were eating, I ain't give a fuck. 
Because I'm telling you, yeah. you talk about payday loans, I did that. You talk about pawning shit, I did that. You talking about, I damn near did anything I could. I was selling, selling uh, uh, movies and CDs and everything else, whatever I could to get some money awesome. in my pocket to make sure my kids were straight. I was going to do it. You know what I'm saying? I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. It didn't it didn't even really really have that effect on me. So the mental and emotion the, the financial aspect was hard. But the mental yeah. and emotional aspect was even harder cuz it was harder. like damn, I'm doing everything I fucking can do and nothing is going right. This is not working. This is not for me. And I think I was able to deal with this situation because all my previous relationships, damn near, I was used to having, doing everything. So I was used to it. So then when I met, like I said, when I met my wife, I was able to, I was able to fall back and not have to work as hard. Like, okay, I don't have to deal with the financial aspect too much. Gotcha. Because now I can focus on the other things, the mental, the emotional, the physical side of things, because the financial side is already taken care of. So it's different. Now, I, I, I don't want to speak on your on your on your ex mental state and, and how. But I think I think and I felt bad for how the things that I said to my kid's mother about her not having enough drive or her being lazy or things like this, because I would say some pretty hurtful things. And I was said in the midst of of the kids and. I got to admit, it made me feel bad to say these things, but sometimes yeah. you have to say these things. Um, you have to say these things hoping to light a spark under somebody. Like, yeah. sometimes you have to say these hurtful ass things in hopes to light a, sp- a fuse and make something pop off in their brain, like yeah, I got to get on my shit. Like, I'm going to tell you, if a motherfucker talk about me and tell me that I ain't doing enough and I ain't doing shit, that's going to make me kick my grind into gears and be like, all right, so what the fuck I got to do? Let's step my but shit. It, it yeah. can also make you resent them for saying stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I'm be honest with you, when he first said it, like, I'm like, why would you ever say that to the mother of your child? And most importantly, your wife of like six years here. You know, and I'm looking at him like, yeah, when I met you, you weren't doing nothing. I'm sorry. Like, I'm like, when I met you, you weren't doing nothing. So why all of a sudden acting like as if I'm the one doing nothing? I met you at 800 credit score, all this stuff. You know, I'm I'm listing it out. I've never thrown back in that person's face. Oh, I'm the reason why we got our place. But when that when he said that, I was like, well, listen, the place you're in right now is my name on it only. And this is how we got it. So if I'm really that worthless, then, you know, get out my house. That was the first time and the only time I ever did that because those words didn't light a spark until we were separated and done. And that's when I was like, well, you know what? Now I'm going to show you that with, that I'm going to be the exact opposite, that I'm going to definitely get myself together without you to show you that with or without you, I'll be all right. I mean, I would never say hurtful things like that, but I think in the moment I can see how people do. And the emotional struggle and the mental struggle is harder. It's harder. But see, I was on the other end of when 
one person's frustrated repeating themselves and the other person is literally doing everything to make it work. Like if one person said, oh, the house isn't clean enough. Like for example, I'll be cleaning every two seconds, cleaning on top of cleaning, cleaning on top of cleaning, nice. cleaning, 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 you know? And the hardest part was doing everything and still getting a negative feedback, the pessimistic yep. side of it, yep. hearing, you know, the I would in therapy, I would say, I would say, well, the whole house was clean, but all he saw was a piece of dirt in the corner. And that to me was exhausting. It was just, it was a struggle. Cause like you said in the beginning, you felt like nothing you did was good. You felt like, damn, am I the bad person for real? Am I the mm-hmm. am I the messed up person? Am I doing wrong? You know, it was Definitely. a struggle. And I started to realize like, is this what I really want to be with somebody who will never see the good side of me, the good part of me, or will only see the past that people do change, but won't ever see the, the change, you know? And then, I mean, it went from that to trying to keep it together for the child and realizing that my daughter was only suffering even more. And so I can literally say, struggle love isn't worth it it wasn't worth holding on to it i held on to it because i thought i could change him i thought i could fix his addiction issues i thought i can change a lot of things but i've learned the only thing i can do is change myself and that's what a lot of people a lot of people think though they think they can love the changes out of a person you know what i'm saying you can love all the flaws out of a person you can love the shit out of them and hopefully something in them will click and it will bring a change. And that's what I felt like too. Like uh, how I was saying that maybe if you say something, it will light a spark under them. And I went through a lot of emotional abuse in my life to where mm-hmm. I want to be put in a position where a motherfucker will never talk down on me again. That's how I was feeling. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. done with a person telling me what I can and can't do, who I am, who I'm not. Yeah, all yeah. this finna change. I ain't finna, I ain't finna take all this. And that's that's what I felt like. Like you can always tell a person what they're doing wrong, but do you ever shine a light and tell them what they're doing right? You know, mm. that that's motivation too. Mm-hmm. To be told that, hey, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. I like what you're doing, you know, and for a long time, I would tell my wife this, like, OK, I know you I know you think I'm I'm such a bad person, but I like to be told what I'm doing. That's good, too. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're supposed so, to. Yeah, I, I want to be told good things, too. Like and it used to piss me off that everybody, everybody has so much negativity to say in regards to me. I used to shut that shit out. I used to didn't even pay pay attention to it. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like it was just you're not going to beat me like that. Yeah. You no, know, as a kid, that shit worked. If you wanted to get under my skin, say something bad about me. Say something bad about my people. Say something bad. You know, as I grew older, mm-hmm. you say what you want to say about me. Don't speak on yeah. my kids. Don't speak on yeah. my OG. Don't speak on nothing that you know nothing about. And that's how I felt. So I used all that as motivation to do better. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I always thought like, damn, I'm a fall. I'm a fail. But but the love, if you love somebody enough to sit here and let them beat on you, let them mistreat you, let them dog you out. 
yes, that is that is considered struggle love too. But that's a whole different element. Like I'm not gonna it's sit not here. Worth it, yeah, it's not worth it because now you go through, you gotta go through things in life where everything you hear a door slam, you jump it. You hear something break, you jump it. You know what I'm saying? You going through things and you are scared to love. This is another element. You're scared to love because of your past struggles with love. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. have went through so much in life in love. So now you run across somebody that actually wants to love you. But because of your past and the things that you have went through, you can't let that person love you how you want them, how they want to love you. That's another element of struggle love. Well, what I've learned and, you know, is with a lot of women, especially when it comes to like the love languages that we like to talk about. Hmm. Um, I've learned two things that is good to have your own love language, but, but I've also learned something. You got to let somebody love you the way they know how to. For example, I was like, I know I used to be like, well, you never give me compliments. You never do this. You never do that. But what I didn't realize was that, hold on a second. You're on mute. Yeah, I had to get my, you know, I had noise real quick in the background. <laughs> Sorry about that. But I never realized, for example, like the chocolate bars that he would buy and bring home or the slices of cake or going to the corner store and buying like candy corn. And that was a way of showing love. That was a way of showing um, admiration. So one thing I remember therapist saying is, Sometimes you need to step back and watch how the person shows their love towards you. Just because they're not showing you the way that you want them to, doesn't mean they're not showing you love. And and another aspect of that, people need to be attentive to what people are telling them. You don't know how much times I've told men that I don't like things. I like time. I love time. I love quality time. And I know people think that I don't want the Gucci purse. I don't want the coach purse. I don't want the Prada slippers. I'm a cheap chick. I don't like expensive crap. I do love food. I love food. I love quality time. I'm a talker. So I love a conversation with some food. And I know people think that's a joke, but if you ask any of my friends, they're going to tell you, take her to the restaurant, not expensive, keep it basic, not craziness. And I will be happy and a lot of men I will tell that to don't believe me because of what they see on Instagram or Facebook and I'm like no 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 just take me to eat and let's have a conversation and see if we click but I don't understand why it's so hard for them to grasp that because they think they see other women and like well you just don't want that you just don't want that so that does make it hard for me to trust other people because it's like, are you going to listen to what I'm saying? Are you going to go off what you're seeing? And then my past situation does affect it. It does affect it. Being with somebody who had addiction issues and didn't praise me, but gave a lot of criticism. Mm. When a man says to me, let's go and get some drinks. Automatically, I'm like, nope, we're good. Because I'm bringing back up the drinking. In my mind, oh, you want to go for drinks? You alcoholic. So, or <laughs> no, legit, legit. I know it's bad. Like, Fact. I feel bad for these people. They're like, let's just get some drinks. And this is gonna be the first thing they had all month for all I know. I'm like, Mm-mm, you alcoholic ain't doing it. Because right. I had to go to therapy and realize my therapist that 
you are projecting everything you've been through on each person. So for me, I took a pause with even trying to talk to anybody at this point. And when they come in my inbox, I'm like, I know it sounds hard to believe, but I don't want a relationship. I need to work on me. And I tell men this, I don't want to project what I've been going through on you. And I know right now I'm going to do that. I'm oh, going to yeah. do that. You tell oh, me you're yeah. going to the corner store, I'm thinking going to the liquor store. You tell me you're going to the Walmart, I'm thinking going to the girl's house. I'm going to think that right now because I'm working through that. Mm-hmm. to not think in that manner but to be more healthy in my coping mechanism Facts. so you're right about that we do and then you have to realize you're doing that first to fix it a lot of people don't realize that so they drag it with them Facts. one 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 thing about me is my love language is i'm a giver mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i will give you everything that i have anything that i have and i'm different only thing is if you got fruit snacks and shit i'm not giving you those i'm 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 selfish which one which one man the 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 great value ones from walmart (laughs) back in i'll be like yo uh uh-uh look here my kids and shit be looking at me i'm like no 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 that's another thing too i want to say this i gotta say this if your kid's in my face and, and I'm eating chips, I'm going to give them a chip or two. But after that, <laughs> please come get your kid and get out of my face. I can't kid, stand you. I kids, can't be, stand you. kids be killing I me. I like them chips. I like that. I'm like, oh, okay. But I know what you mean, though. <laughs> to be a parent, it'd be like, why did I give you everything? Yeah. Why did I give everything? It's like, <laughs> my kids will come look me dead in my face and I'm so petty. I will sit there and be oh eating smacking away. And then I'll be like, they just look at me. My two-year-old and my three-year-old, <laughs> they just look at me. And I just be like, hell man. And it'd be the littlest piece I could find. Yeah, like I'm yeah, eating chicken yeah. and shit. Here, man. Gone. Yeah. Gone now. You know what I'm saying? This is a different kind of struggle, love. I'm struggling to eat this food. <laughs> And not have to give you none. So a lot of times, yeah, I have mm-hmm. to. I you have to sneak. She have to sneak in the room and eat in the room and shit. Like if I order yeah. some food or some yeah. shit, I hurry up and close my door quick because I know they coming. And I love them, but like, damn, like no, I know I, what you mean. I be having to tell kid, tell my kids, like if they see their mamas eating or something, I be like, yo, let her eat. Give her a time. You know what I'm saying? Let her, let her eat. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> like, damn, let us eat. So it's true. <laughs> I had to tell them all the time, like, let her eat. It's true. It's you know true. what I'm saying? Like, we know y'all kids and we know y'all need food to survive and shit. It don't say we got to give y'all everything that we eat. Like, I have a know. three-year-old and I'm telling you, she'd be like, what you eating? What's in your mouth? Yeah. What's in your mouth? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Like it's so aggravating sometimes. I'm like, I'll be Facts. sharing, but sometimes I'd be like, who says what if I don't want to? Like, what if I don't want to share? And Thank I can't you. be like, I can't for them. I'm trying to teach her sharing. So I'd be like, and she busts out with, Mommy, you post to share. That's that's being kind. I'm like, yep. Damn it. yep. Damn it. Don't try to guilt trip you into your your snacks and shit. Yo, using my own <laughs> words against me. 
You gotta be kind. God said you must be kind. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? How you gonna try to guilt trip me out of my snacks? Yo, you know what I'm saying? I and um, I used to be wild too, because when I dated women with kids in the past, you know what I'm saying? I would eat the shit out they fruit snacks. I ain't even gonna flex. I hate like, fashion. <laughs> like I would eat the shit out they fruit snacks and be gone by the time they wake up and want them. You know what I'm saying? So shit, you got a whole bunch. You don't whole, replace the fruit snacks. I ain't gonna lie. I used to have a a a a, a dating a single mom starter kit, and in my bag I did have fruit snacks, fruit snacks, chips. Oh my goodness! Uh, I got another podcast. Another podcast for this. Oh my goodness! Couple toys in the bag. Uh, uh <laughs> shit, man! <laughs> like, look. If I was going to her house and I was staying the night, I I had the I had a couple pacifiers. I had all kind of shit. How old is your kid? Oh, he's six. Okay, let me see. I got a six year old, so let me see what he like. Oh, okay. Let me get a couple of these toys. Put them Hold in on, there. How many kids do you have? I mean, I'm who me? I have nine kids in total. Seven of my own. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Seven of your own. Aren't Seven you of my own. Fertile Freddy. And uh, I have three by one person. I have two okay. by one person. Okay. And then I have uh, one apiece by two other people. So it wasn't like I was just out here being out here. You know what I'm saying? I was in. You kind of were, but I expect yourself. You know, the law of averages prevails. You know what I'm saying? So I was, you know. I wasn't out here being too much of a hoe, but you said the law of what's the law of average? It, re, it really don't what's count. If you, it really don't count if you got three by one person. You know what I'm saying? So that that don't really that don't really count. You know what I'm saying? You good? You in the game? Now I know somebody, and and this ain't no shade to them, but I know a woman who has seven kids by seven different people, and. Oh, I do too. And I, that was something that I had to entertain. I had to see what's to it. Like, why is it that every, you dated seven different niggas and they all got you yeah. pregnant? I gotta know, I gotta know what's good about that. But- What do you mean you gotta know what's good about, oh. <laughs> I wanna see what's to it. I wanna, Shit, I want to see if I want to be number eight. Shit, like, what the fuck is going on here? You got some shit over here. You got that bodyism over there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, obvious, obviously, she has something. You know, you got a point. You got a point. You actually got. A, you know, in the game, yeah. I was like, you kind of crusty. But now you know what? <laughs> you got a point. Let me get my charges. You two got me dying over here. Oh shit! So. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you wanna see what's to it. You know how some things that is another aspect of struggle love. Shit looks so good. Shit looks so good, right. but it's bad. So you don't right. know if you wanna take that risk. Like, you know, you know, you damn, you know she got seven kids. But like, damn, you gotta look at it on the opposite side, like. That motherfucker must be nice and good over there, man. Shit. I can't with you though. Damn, like you gotta go over there. You, you gotta try it out. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know. Okay, so for the record, could you see why she has seven baby daddies? I did. 
I did. And and I'm I'ma say this, and she she might get she might come through my line later on and because you know <laughs> I'm talking about her, but the the I don't think it was so much. I mean, the 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 vagina is banging. Don't get me wrong, but I think it was so much of the things that she did with gotcha. everything. So it was like, mm. I see why. But see, was I wasn't going to get trapped. You wasn't going to trap me, God damn it. I'm I, I, I wanted to partake in why these dudes are here, but I didn't want to be another stable as to why these dudes stay. No, no, no. I just want to see what it was and go ahead <laughs> on and go that way. You know, you didn't want to be on the team permanently. Right, right, right. I just wanted to be a replacement player. I wanted to be a sub. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, you all, your kids and all my kids, (laughs) we are not the modern day Brady Bunch. It was not going to work. So, and then plus, all these niggas was fighting each other. They was fighting each other because they wasn't over her. They wasn't, they, I I don't want no parts of that. It it wasn't, it wasn't going to be me. These niggas had a shootout one time. Two niggas had a shootout. Two of the baby daddies had a shootout. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it's time for me to go. If you got niggas out here shooting each other over this shit, shooting at each other, I'm gone. I don't want no parts of it. It's good, but it ain't that you. goddamn good. You. That's not becoming a- <laughs> <laughs> It's good, but it ain't that goddamn good. Woo! I'm I'm not finna do all that, you know. So um so that's that's just the little things like I I'm I be in my own little world in my own little space sometimes. That's too funny. Um, I can't do. I can't do. We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, I knew I normally wrap this up with this segment. It's called Final Thoughts. So it could be whatever, whatever comes to your mind. Whatever's on your mind. These are your final thoughts. My final thoughts. Oh my goodness. Hmm. I have a lot of final thoughts, but I'm gonna I'm a, Say them all. We got we got time. We got time. Okay, so I hope you are ready to be welcomed into the year 2022 at this point. Um, I would say my biggest final thought to go with this podcast um, is that three things that I wish I known and I would tell anybody. One, you have to love yourself, be dedicated to yourself and who you are as a person more than anybody else. And if you're not okay, nothing that comes to your life will be okay. You have to make sure you're dedicated to being the better version of yourself. And that means every day waking up, knowing how you can better yourself, how you can really mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually be a better person. Because when you're too busy focusing on you, you don't got time to focus on somebody else. And I can tell you that straight up. That has helped me 100% at this point. Number two, you're not defined by what people tell you you are, how much you make, how you look. You're defined by what God tells you you are and who you are on the side of God. And I can say that straight up, that man will always fail you, women will always fail you, but God will never fail you. And your worth is not in what you got, how you look or what you possess or what people tell you you are. It is what God says you are. And last time I checked, God made no mistakes. So you're, you're the shit. Number three, I would definitely say 
struggle love is fun in the beginning, but it's not in the end. And at the end of the day, I was told that love shouldn't be complicated. It shouldn't be a struggle. And I was also told that when you're at the right person, everything just flows right. You're going to have your hard times, but it shouldn't be difficult. And if you are somebody that you don't even recognize who you are, then that ain't it for you. And for me, if you're more at peace without the person, that means you need to be without them. So those are my thoughts. Any final thoughts? Um, my final thoughts is I appreciate you for coming through. Um, I think I think you know this. This is these are conversations that I like having because you can express yourself on this yeah. platform. You can definitely express yourself however you see fit. So um, always, I think I love having. I don't think it's been a while since I had a one-on-one conversation with a female so that is a new thing it's definitely the first episode of this season that I've had one-on-one so shout out to you for that uh my final thoughts is struggle love can be good and it can be bad you know there are elements that you never want to go through with struggle love Mm-hmm. But you want to you want to just be love. I think a lot of times we all get in love because we want to win, we want to succeed, we want to have someone in our corner that sees things the way that we do and wants to grow with us how we want to grow. So yes, there is the good and yeah. the bad of struggling coming from nothing to get everything that you deserve. So that is what. Yeah you know you you aim to hope for that's the reason why we get in relationships and all that anyway because we want to we want to live we want to love we want to die and know that we knew what the feeling of love really was so even if it doesn't work out the first time things are done not always in that way so yes it is definitely a struggle but you will find the love that you deserve i'm not giving up i don't never see myself giving up i'm just more cautious nowadays you know i'm just more so like like you said struggle love does not mean force yourself into love do like miss jaleesa said if you are working on you work on you self-love you can struggle with self-love too you know what i'm saying you don't necessarily have to struggle for love with someone else you can struggle for mm-hmm. stuff love too so yeah. this has been a fun one um yeah. i definitely appreciate you for coming we're definitely gonna be in the touch up again because this is uh it's a few dope things that we got in the workings with this black podcast conglomerate so uh yes. we are making moves and you guys are a part of that and what we're trying to do so yeah it's definitely gonna be fun let let the people know where they can find you guys uh you guys' platform and when you guys drop new episodes and things like that sure we are so problematic you can go on facebook instagram and youtube and it's so problematic and every wednesday we drop a new episode this last episode was surviving alcoholism abuse 
Um, and before that was about lupus. So we try to do educational, but then, you know, we all, we have a little time where we just be with the shits as well. So every Wednesday, go on our page, you check out new episode. And it's really just two women, two black women discussing everything about life. You know, we came together and thought to ourselves, yo, ain't nobody told us about this, this, and this. So we got to tell everybody about that. We talk about everything, sex, contraceptives, men, children, cars, the mm. weather, and just everything. Like, yo, the struggle's real, but you know what our, our slogan is? Drink some wine and let's talk about it, sis. So I want to thank you for having me on here. A as show, well as, show. As well as we have a Father's Day panel coming up, so we definitely need you on that. I'm now. Since you got a whole squad. Ain't no question. I'm there. Just let me know I'm there. Definitely, man. You wrote the book of fatherhood squad. So thanks for having us on here. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all know what it is, man. Go check out So Problematic. I'm going to drop the links on this afterwards. Y'all go check out Bet the House. Thank y'all. We out. Peace.